if you use debt to get life insurance and, and, and you're not even borrowing from the life insurance and doing what you need to do, number one, when you buy life insurance, it's a long-term play. Your cash value is not going to be the exact same of the money that you put into it. So you got to pay back interest on the credit card. You're going to lose 20 to 25% of the value of the cash value right away. That makes absolutely no sense. And you can't borrow from it right away, but you still got to pay back the loan. Don't use debt to buy the life insurance. Use debt to buy an asset that's already producing. Use your life insurance to borrow against debt to buy an asset that's already producing. Debt should not buy life insurance. The only time I would use debt is if I'm buying an asset or something with the debt, mm -hmm. then using the life insurance to pay off the debt. Mm. It's a big difference. I'm using the life insurance to pay off the debt because the life insurance is going to keep growing, and then the debt goes away. Mm. Instead of me saying I'm using the debt to buy life insurance. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm in a bad position. All right, so welcome to the Path to Prosperity show where we help you make, manage, and multiply your money. I am Ash Cash, the financial motivator, Storm Leroy, the employed millionaire, and Marvin Mitchell, Mr. Become Your Own Bank. Today we are talking bank. about the truth about debt. Ooh. So there is a popular question that's going around yep. whether you will take, if you had a choice, Will you take 850 credit score or $2 million cash? Or $4,000 Or $4,000 a $4, week for the rest of your life. So the All three right. options. So I'm, so going, with the, the I'm going with the 850 credit score. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not surprised that he's going to say 850. Look, no. Hell no. Hey, yo, 850 credit score, fam, because when you get the 850 credit bro, score, please send me you can run it up. You playing. All right. You can so run it up. Talking about, they talk. <laughs> Look. Run it up, fam. Listen, you all. Up, wake fam. up. We got to wake up as a community. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm with. Look, I'm all about using debt for wealth. I'm yeah. all about it. <laughs> but when, but sometimes you got to use common sense. Facts. Right? $2 million in cash, an 850 credit score, or 4K a week. If anybody says an 850 credit score, Yo, listen, I, I literally listen, have to check. Don't, don't Yo, do it. You can don't take an 850 it. credit score. Don't no. Apply stop. and get two million dollars in credit. I'm out. Stop. I'm finna leave. I'm finna walk <laughs> off this damn podcast off, right now. We leaving it right here. No. Bro. Think. I want you to think about how 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 stupid this is. Two million dollars in cash. Yeah. Or said, no, nah, I don't need that two million. Give me 850 so I can get, get two million in debt. I want you to think about how stupid this sounds. If you have and two, the two million, million you gotta pay back if you're taking the debt. In interest. Right. If you got the two million dollars, you already have the two million dollars in your hand, which means that if it succeeds, you get to flip it anyway. Yep. Yeah. But if it doesn't succeed, you don't have to pay anybody back plus interest. If you go out and get the two million dollars, now you got two million debt. And I don't care what somebody, what anybody says. There is a limit to how much debt you can get. Yes. Stop saying it that with an 850 credit score with a thirty thousand dollar income will not get you two million dollars. Thank you. I don't you. care what nobody says. Facts. Not only that, you still gotta pay that back Facts. With, with interest. interest. Stop telling people that. Let me show you how to get this free money. It ain't free. Right. You gotta pay it back. They're in the business to loan you money. A key word. They are in business 
to loan you money, which means by them loaning you money, they are making money. So why would you choose debt over free money? Make it make sense to me, Storm. Right. I know you got an answer for me. Bro, this is the same reason why I say people who have brownstones worth millions of dollars cannot pull out that million dollars because they don't make enough money to qualify for the loan. There's no difference. You won't qualify to be able to get $2 million with a $30,000 salary. You can't walk in a bank and say, oh, I'm going to pull out all this money from my brownstone. They're going to say, okay, the payment's going to be $3,000 or $2,000 a month. How will you cover that? Well, I get paid $800 a week. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The math ain't mathing. Yeah. Yeah. Money in hand, that's what you want right there. If you're talking about, eat, listen, I don't care if it's $4,000 a week. I don't care if it's $1,000 a week. It's still $52,000. Yeah. Like, there's 52 weeks in a year. Am I correct? So yeah. if you're still money, but if you're thinking about borrowing money, the fascination of the conversation of credit over debt is amazing. Yeah. Like, the conversation is, I want this... I would rather do this great thing with the word credit, which I don't knock it because it's leverage if used properly. Right. But the other side of the coin is the word debt. Yeah. Why you never marry the two? With credit comes debt. With credit comes debt. There's no such thing as you getting this credit and then going, I don't have to pay it back. Yeah. And you, and you know well, the, one, the one thing, and I think that specifically, so a couple, couple of things, right? Specifically in our community, I think number one, because we have a lack of knowledge and a lack mentality, when we hear something like uh, a fifty credit score or two million dollars in, in in cash, we're gonna choose the credit score because we're being inundated with this this notion of taking advantage of the banks, right? Like let's use the bank's money, let's use somebody else's money instead of using our let's money. Let's get them before let's they get, get us. Them before we get us. But the truth of the matter is that if you take the two million dollars. You actually are in a better position to get a 850 credit score, right, and be able to leverage your money and leverage their money, right? And, and you so can negotiate better. And you get can negotiate better because yes. you have assets. You can negotiate better because you have money, right? So that's number one, right? But number two, I just believe that there is a um, lack of education that's happening in our community yeah. where we just hear these sound bites. And we just start to say what we think is cool, not fully understanding um, the truth about debt, right? So yeah, I'll give I got you a prime example for you. It's the yes. Before you jump past that, the miseducation yeah. of the Negro. See, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, y'all. <laughs> Do you think it's the fact that it's new education yeah. that's making people feel em emboldened to be like, "Oh, this is this new thing, credit? I'm learning how to use credit. I'm learning. I'm learning." So now that they're gathering this new data, yeah, it's cool. Because yeah. in, in, in a lot of essence, they're right, but they're wrong. Yeah. So yeah. now they're like, oh, my God, why wouldn't I choose credit when yeah. they're not knowing the other side of it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And I, and, I, and I think it's a lack of education, right? Because think about this, right? Like, everybody talks about real estate. Uh, no shot. But everybody talks about real estate. Like, real estate is like, my a, gun. Is like, a, is like a surefire thing. Like, real estate, real estate, real estate. Yeah. But if you're old enough to know, in 2008, real estate bottomed out. Right in 2008, mm. 2009, there were a lot of properties were underwater. But guess what? So, so like, like I, re I remember talking to a guy who was up 30 million. He was up 30 million. 2008, 2009 happened. He had to go bankrupt. You know why he had to go bankrupt? Because he over leveraged yeah, yeah. the same debt 
that everybody's talking about. Like, yo, you can run up the bag. You can do this. You can get that. But what happens when you have a, a million dollars on a $2 million property, but that $2 million property now is worth 500000 right? Now you're over leveraged in that debt yeah. and the bank is now like, nah, let me, let me get that right now. Your, your, your tenants are not paying. You're not making enough money to service. See, people don't even understand, right? It's debt. So you got to service it, which yes. means you got to, you got to pay the money back. So if your property value goes down, if a tenant moves out, when that, something happens where the money that you thought you were going to have to pay off this debt is no longer there. Now you have, an, now you have yeah. more money in the service so than you than, than you're actually collecting now that's how you get foreclosed on this is a scary this is a scary situation because wealth inherited quickly will soon be diminished mm, right facts. so i'm afraid for most of people 98% of people i would say don't choose the 850 credit score yep don't choose the 2 million dollars in cash i would say most people should choose $4000 a week if mm. that option was given to them for several reasons $4,000 a week equals $192,000 or so per year, Yeah. right? $192,000 per year is almost 10% mm -hmm. of that 10 million. Mm -hmm. You know how hard it is to get a 10% consistent right, return yeah. on your money, even if you did real estate, it's not easy yeah. to get a 10% return. And with the $4,000 a week, you're not spending, you're not used to getting that much anyway. Most people, you know, most people's salary is, um, on the average salary for a person is $45,000 a yeah. year. Yep. So with that, you can take one week of pay, put it into a life insurance policy, get way more than $2 million, and you don't have to worry about inheriting wealth quickly, and you get to learn to be diligent and learn to invest at $4,000. Yeah. So this is what scares me. Most people who get the $2 million are going to waste it. They're going to go out and buy the nicest cars. They're not used to having that much money. Yep. So all of a sudden, it's a problem because they're going to put themselves into a lifestyle that they can't keep up with, and they're probably going to stop working, and now they're going to be in an even worse situation before they got the $2 million. Mm -hmm. Look at NFL players. Most people, 97 percent of those people go broke within five years. Mm -hmm. Look at lottery winners. They go broke. The same thing applies if they get $2 million in debt. Mm -hmm. Facts. Now... They still got this money that they're not used to, that they're not going to do the right thing. They're going to go out and buy the cars and do all the, all, all the flashy but stuff because they, they got the money. It. But now they owe money nah. and they have interest and they got a worse situation. They're going to go broke even quicker than the person who went broke. Because if you don't have no skill at all in assets and real estate and Turo and Airbnb, just because you got money and you say, let me take 300000 put it into this property, that don't mean that property is going to be successful when you don't want to take the time to develop the skill set or invest in mentorship, now you're going to be broke on a whole nother level. Facts. Yep. Facts. Yep. This is exactly why, going back to real estate, people tend to jump through these hoops and get excited when things are at its highest point. Yeah. Like when real estate was, wasn't so expensive, people are like, ah, the real estate market isn't doing well. Mm -hmm. Huh? It's doing good. They yeah. tell, they're not telling you that. But as soon as you heard... Oh, the real estate market is booming. You had 30, 40 people showing up for, for open houses. 100 people standing outside for one house. It's like, what are y'all thinking about? And now those same people who bought those houses at those highest points with those high interests, now, what are they doing now? Like, think about that. These mm. people who bought these, these properties, and these properties are now going to leverage off. The properties are not going to keep blowing going up the way it is everything's gonna leverage off it's, it's that's it's like a stock it's just gonna balance out what are you gonna do if you bought a property saying to yourself 
I'm going to buy with the expectation of the rent covering this property, but this property was at an all-time high. And what happens, like you said, when the tenants lose their jobs? Mm -hmm. Or unfortunately, maybe the tenants move out and you can't get the same amount of rent. That happens a lot in the real estate. Mm -hmm. You're forced to now deal with the other development in the area where developers, and this happened in a lot of places in Brooklyn, a lot of tall buildings went up development. What did they do? They start undercutting the neighborhood by charging cheaper rents. Mm -hmm. An area I used to have a property in, right by the Barclays. Um, I was getting a 5,000 Barclays Arena with a Nets play. I was getting about $5,000 in rent. That was before the high-rises went up. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I seen them building the first high-rise, I said, oh, no, I'm selling. Yeah. Everybody's like, nah, it's a good thing the high-rises are coming. I said, no, I have saw this movie before. I know the ending. They're going to build, and they're going to understand rent is 5000 We need people to move. We're going to undercut the people who are living in the, in the, the brownstones mm -hmm. and have them move in the high-rise. Mm -hmm. Damn sure, building goes up, Whole Food goes in, parking lot gyms. Rents, $3,000. I sold mine. I sold mine at the highest value for, for selling a two-bedroom condo. I sold it at $1.2 million. I bought it for only $680,000, right? And that was within two years. Mm -hmm. So now, once these high-rises go up, I see everybody in the neighborhood. I bump into them. Storm, who was your agent? <laughs> I said it had nothing to do with the agent. Right. I told this was the play. They were gonna come in here and undercut y'all, and now guess what? Everybody who bought those condos, cause I sold mine, like I said, for 1.2, million dollars. The person who bought mine, who who thought they was gonna keep getting five thousand, six thousand dollars in rent, I heard they just went in foreclosure about eight months ago. Wow. This is like you can't compete. Right. With when this stuff happens, yeah. so you have to buy smart. Yeah. Buying smart for me. Buying tenant-occupied properties that I know are making, uh, that tenants are being there paying the rent, especially Section 8, yep. veteran housing, I don't have to worry about it. It may not be sexy, right. but it's proven and it works for me. Right. Okay. Everybody wants something to do that's sexy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, I want to do Toro. I want to get five high-end cars. Mm -hmm. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do the Airbnbs. I want the Airbnb in California. Yeah. I want it here. Yeah. I want to get one in Dubai. I want to get... Why does it why, why does Yo, that be sexy? Why do people try to make it seem like it's so easy? They go out and they acquire all of this debt. Yep. And nobody really talks about the pros and the cons and the ins and the outs and all the things Yo. they're doing. It's just like, okay, buy Tiro, boom, right. you got yes. money. But like, let me tell you this. My Airbnb, all my Airbnbs, I had a few Airbnbs and I condensed them down. Mm -hmm. Most of them weren't profitable. Facts. Yeah. Most Yo, of them let me, weren't profitable. Let me, let me tell you, I, I literally, literally. Uh, was, was I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid too. Literally was watching everybody talk about how easy it was to get Toros and all this other That's stuff. Right, yo, to. I bought five cars. I got, like, I, straight I, up? Yo, straight I up. I didn't even know that. I bought five cars. How many of them you got? One. I sold one. Yo, let me <laughs> I tell remember you. Yo, you remember? Yo, I had, yo, I was like, yo, I'm going to do Toro. I'm about to run it up. It's so I'm easy. I'm run it up. Toro, yo, they I bought, said it was I bought easy. all these cars. Most of them were sitting in my driveway. Did you create a job for yourself? I created or did you a just job. Let me tell you. So the crazy thing about it mm. was um, a lot of people didn't want to, to pick it up. So only so they only want to drop off at the airport. Yep. So mm. now mm. I got five cars. My wife is like, yo, come with me to the airport, right? So she so she was like really in charge of it. So so I had the I would have to drive mm. with her to the airport because she would have to drop the car off. But how's she gonna get back? 
right? If she take an Uber back, that, that, that cuts into the profit margin. So now I'm, I'm, I'm catching my whole days driving back and forth to the airport, dropping off cars. For pennies. For pennies. When I'm looking and I'm like, yo, we, we, look at the end, we look at the end of the month and I'm like, yo, for the, for the most part, we're not really making any money. But, yeah. So we had to, we, we were like, you know, we're going to sell these cars. We took a loss on selling the cars back, you know, you yes, know, you know, selling them. It. Mm-hmm. But it was really listening to everybody that was saying, oh, oh, you oh, can yeah. run this up. You could do 30 cars. You could do this. And I'm like, I bet. Let me, let me, let me, let me run the play. And it wound up being something that, like you said, I created a job for myself. Well, and, and it wasn't worth it though. But at the end and, of the day. And it's not in. And if you're going in, my whole thing is you're going to go into Turo and say, I'm using debt to do this, but Turo is my business. Mm -hmm. That's my only business, and I'm going to blow it up. Same way Airbnb, this is my only business. But if you have something going on, a job, or you're an entrepreneur with a business somewhere else, that's not a side not business. Side. Yeah, that's a real. When you starting off, it's not something somebody. that oh, I'm just gonna do this on the side. I'm doing. Right. Let me tell you, I did it, and I'm embarrassed to say <laughs> I did it. And I ran a million dollar company right. already, right. but I said <laughs> let me do this on the side. Yeah. So my tarot business, after like calling to do one, renting it out. I had it rented out. It was just sitting there, and I'm like, where the money coming in? And then I had to keep checking on him, calling. How much time did it take me to do that? The Airbnb units, people calling me. Somebody messed up my couch the first day. They, they basically came in like the day Chappelle, like, fuck your couch. <laughs> like, they came in stumping on the damn couch, everything fuck else, right? Couch. So I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing I got to replace the damn couch. I got I to gotta replace... Like, somebody got bottles. They supposed to have no party. They got bottles just laying around the house and stuff like that. People smoking in the house, smoking in the units because it was supposed to be not the best units because it was the best cash flow. Let me tell you, the headache. And on the side, I was doing flips because I'm thinking that was side money. And I was buying properties in the bad neighborhoods that needed to be flipped as well. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting properties in D-level bad neighborhoods. It was, but let me, but let me, but let me tell you, no, like I thought it was C, but it was D. Let me tell y'all this last thing I'll say right here. Keep going, Bob. The dog had, they had a vehicle next door, plastic on the windows that had been sitting there forever. The dog came out and it was these big canines jumping on the car every single day. I specifically put two big trash cans in the front so the neighbors won't keep throwing trash on the floor. They skipped right past the trash can Threw all the bottles, the MD 2020 bottles and all that on the side of the trash can. So I finally get a tenant and I'm happy because it's supposed to cash flow. The tenant calls me two weeks after she got the property and says, I need to move out. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just you signed a contract. You can't just move out. She was like somebody next door just shot at my son last night. I'm like, damn. Oh, yeah, that's a D. I mean, that's a D, I brother. can't keep you in that. <laughs> I go over. It's bulletproof in the windows of the place. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to run the churro. Right. Meanwhile, I still got the Airbnbs. Meanwhile, I'm not as focused on my main business, which actually cost me more money that I lost in my main business trying to make these things my side business. And I fell into the trap thinking that I needed all of these multiple streams of income. Yep. But really what I needed to do was focus on the income stream that I have, not get into bad debt. And that nice. was bad debt exactly. because I wasn't proven in those particular areas. 
And I started investing in real estate passively. Yeah. And I yeah. said, let me focus on my main business and do the rest of this passively. And people are falling into that trap because they keep getting into debt, thinking that it's going to be easy. Let me do this real estate property. Let me do this. Let me do this. And they don't pay for the mentorship and get the training that they truly need to actually make it a business and make it legitimate. And, and the truth of the matter, though, too, is that a lot of a lot of what you're hearing online what people are trying to make seem easy is not easy. It's not yeah. passive. You're going to have to be actively involved. A lot of us don't even have basic financial literacy skills. A lot of us don't have basic business skills. So how do you think, right, you are a cashier at Walmart, respectfully. How do you think that now you're going to run up how you think What's wrong with a cashier at Walmart, okay, Respectfully. What, no, no. What I said, I I mean, said respectfully. Just, anything you say respectfully yeah, you at the end of it, it makes it right. Then it's right. all right. Right? But, you're, but you're, you're a cashier at Walmart, right? Respectfully. Respectfully. Right. And, and, and what I'm saying is, you know, and no disrespect to anybody who is a cashier, but you, the, the, you know, the level of where you are at the current moment, you haven't taken any business classes. You don't know how to run a team yet, right? And so now you, you listen to somebody online, tell you to take 850 more than $2 million. Flip it. Right? Flip it. You now get this 850 You now buy all of these cars, right? Right. And now you put it on Toro, right? Yeah. But what happens? Now the cars are sitting there. You got you you didn't buy, you didn't buy the cars cash. You bought them right with your credit, mm -hmm. and now you have you have car notes on this credit. Mm -hmm. But somebody told you that once you put it on Toro, you'll make way more money on Toro, and the money you make on Toro is gonna pay back the note, and you'll have extra money. True, but that doesn't happen. Mm. Those cars sit in the in, in the lot, and now you owe. But now Walmart's not paying you enough. And so Walmart's not giving you enough to pay the car note. So now, guess what? That eight fifty turns to a three fifty mm. because because you can't afford it. And now those car, you either got to give the car back or get the car repo or. So or you mean to tell me if I have an eight fifty credit score, I don't just stay there? Oh, absolutely not. You got. So when I get more debt, they not that. They, and that's the other thing that people look. look let me tell you. Let me <laughs> oh, tell you yes. this. That's the other thing people ain't telling you, right? They're telling you to get more debt, but are they telling you how to structure the debt? Are they telling you to get personal debt or are they telling you to get business debt? Are, are, are you realizing that in order for you to get high business debt, you have to have at least a good credit profile on a personal side? Like if you if you don't have a good uh, credit profile on a personal side, no business is going to is going to give you credit. But if something goes bad, I could just file bankrupt. Uh, no, absolutely not. Because majority of the banks, right? This is the secrets of a banker. The majority of the banks are going to ask for what? This is a, a personal guarantee. This is a real life banker right here, you Right? The, like like mo most banks are not going to just say, "Hey, oh yeah, you got a business? Here, oh, you got personal credit? Here's business credit." And if and, and, and if it don't work out, just file a bankruptcy. But I can have somebody that just erase all that in 2 months. Absolutely not, right? Because at the end of the day, I, I was told that I can have it erased. Look, there are there are rules and there are laws, right? And as long as most of the banks are not are following the laws, they're following the rules, right? And yes, majority of credit, uh, you know, credit profiles have mistakes on them. But if you're gonna intentionally try to run a play, don't expect that they're gonna make a mistake because yeah. there's chances that they will, but it's not it's not all the time that they do, that they do. Yeah. See, nobody misses a jump shot on the internet. Nobody misses a jump shot. Everybody's successful. Mm. None of them are really going to come out and say what, where they went wrong and how much money they're losing. 
how much this flip ain't go right, how much this investment ain't work, how yeah. much this. They're going to show you all I the ones that went well. Though. But I'm yeah. going to you know? get, what I'm about to do, I'm going to run the play. Yeah. Oh, God I'm a, damn. I'm a, you ain't I'm just a, say that. I'm going to get me a couple hundred thousand dollars of debt, and I'm going to put it in crypto. Mm-hmm. So when I put it in crypto, see, that crypto money is going to grow so fast that if I want, I can sell that, and then I can mm-hmm. just pay off the debt, and I'll be good. Run the play. Look. Marv, <laughs> you might as well take the $2 million. The, the, the logic of it is that what? We all agree that is the $2 million, right? Or the 4000 because yeah. the interest payments, no, no. which was a good right. point you did with that. that. That was really good. Yeah. I, like I said, I think it's just the conversation of everybody getting this new information and not realizing the other side of credit is the debt side. Yeah. But going into the real estate space, how many people buying and want to do these flips, but they're not doing them themselves, then they give somebody money to do these flips, mm-hmm. and then the person come back and go, well, we need some more money for construction. It ain't not educated. That happened to me. Well, <laughs> I flipped that damn property, and I made, it was a great flip. Uh-huh. And it was so successful that I didn't know um, how to work with the contractor to get them to agree to a certain percentage and have everything in writing. So even after the flip was done, the contractor came back to me because it was a successful flip and say, I need $50,000 more. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, granted, granted, we didn't agree on this, but right. because I didn't know the rules, like, I, eventually I tried to fight it all I wouldn't, but I needed to have my stuff finished. So right. I ended up having to negotiate with them and give them more than they asked for because they was cutting to the profits because I wasn't educated. And then it turned out, even though I made, what, $20,000, $30,000 on the flip, it took me over a year to do it, and I'm pretty sure I lost more than $20,000 wow. in my business yes. wow. from the time that it took me to do it. Yeah, wow. a, lot, a lot of people don't look at the leverage part of really fixing and flipping. They had these big numbers. They go, oh, if I bought this property for $100,000, when I'm finished, I could get $300,000. No, that's not how it works. You can get 70, you, you probably can get 80% loan about 80% right. of the $300,000, but I would never tell you to go for the 80%. You would go for the 70% and leave yourself room as a buffer just in case you come in the market has changed, the interest rates change. Now you're able to borrow that money and get that money back. But remember, you have to pay the banks back their money first. You're going to be paying them back. People don't understand there's holding costs. There's the insurance costs. There's the contractors. When people want to learn about real estate is one of the most powerful tools you can have. But if you want to learn about something, and this is why I'm going to go back to that comment. Learn about something that you have time to actually do yourself. Mm. Anybody can tell you anything. Man, it's, there's so many stories about people who are doing um, things in real estate with flipping, but they're not going to tell you they're losing money. I've been in the real estate. I bought my first property in 1999. There's no internet. There was no none of that. Damn. It was nice. But when I started doing... 1999? <laughs> <laughs> When I started getting in there fixing and flipping and all this stuff, it was a nightmare because your mom stopped it. I had a job. I graduated high school. I'm almost that old. Right. I was I was born. Yo, you say you've been doing it since he was born. He's been, been doing real estate. I graduated high school in 99. 1999 yeah, That's what we're doing right now. Nah, go ahead. <laughs> you know what? That's the OG in the game, y'all. He's been doing this shit for 100 years. All right, go ahead. Basically, but you know what's so funny? I remember there was this dude who got on my line, right? Pause. He said, yo, how come I don't see you, your real estates? I don't see your, your flips. I don't see the renovations. I don't see all the stuff you talk about. Because you don't even see them. I said, exactly. I said, my, my man, I did that already. That was years ago, bro. Like, 
Like Hove said, you want old Hove? Go listen to old Hove. Mm. I'm not going to stand in nobody's building just to prove to you I did what I did. My, me speaking the knowledge <laughs> way deeper than what other people are speaking let you know I've done what I did. Facts. Nobody yeah. to the day could say Storm ain't do what he did, right? And then there's another thing about a post that, and we was talking about this. I said, I'm going to put this post up and talk about when you have a trust, make sure you make your, your put your trust as the additional on the life insurance. Right? Wait a minute. As soon as I put that post up, I said, man, nobody's ever said this before. No, that, nope. was, that was a fire post, though. Nobody like, said it. Don't people, you know? I, I witnessed it. There were experts in real estate messaging you saying, wow. I didn't, people yes. who teach you. People, people who actually do this were sending me messages, but the funny part is two days ago, why did I see somebody do the same post? <laughs> That's what you said was going to happen. And let me tell you this. Like, there are new people on the internet talking about all of these real estate plays. But let me tell y'all, Storm been doing this before the internet existed. <laughs> so, so if you... <laughs> I hate so to you say it, but yes. Knowledge, I'm going to post one of my old flips, too, just because it is. Do it. You know what I mean? Just you got to do it. But let, now, let's, let's get back to I the I want to see how the houses look back there. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all listen, right, go ahead. you see what I got to go through? I take being the elder statesman, you know what I mean? I got to watch over my guys. But listen, the key is 850 credit score. It's a new conversation about credit. The oldest conversation in the world is debt. Yeah. Debt, debt, debt. If you can avoid it, like I want us to think, oh, see, I hate to even mention this because y'all might not remember this. Corey might remember this. Remember there was that layaway Oh, Christmas fun, yeah. The Chris, yeah. I ask, that. don't you dare. You ask. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I put so, you know, stuff on like our parents didn't even want to have debt. <laughs> right. They'd be like, "Yo, we're gonna go buy this," and they'd be like, "Nope, we're gonna put it on layaway, mm. which was a different form of That's, debt, yeah. but it was a it was a debt that was detrimental to your credit. Right. The store will hold an item. You go put the twenty dollars right. a week, twenty dollars a week, and get it." Debt has always been around for us, Dang. but the, the, the new conversation of credit is really new. Yeah. I remember the first time I got a credit card and actually like, knew what credit was, but the most scariest part was when I realized not paying that bill would do to your actual credit score. I was like, oh, I got a credit score? Yeah. We get the card and don't realize there's a lot of implications Absolutely. behind getting a credit card, Absolutely. but debt has always been in our, in our Bro, world. How did, how did, I mean, because I put stuff on layaway, but... Did credit cards not exist, or were they harder to reach at that nah, point? It wasn't in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the, the first, I remember the, the credit card was, damn, the Diners Club. Y'all remember the Diners Club card? I know what it was, but that was like. It was the Diners Club. No. You, Corey, Corey, I got Corey with me but, on that. Nah, I remember there Diners was, Club. Um, Diners Club, there was, um, oh, my God, another old credit card. I'm not going to mention it because y'all going to be like, Storm is really old. What is it? What nope, is it? I'm not no, talking about it. A-Tracks, they made credit? No. Yo, bro, don't talk about A-Tracks. It's funny. I, I, I found some of my old A-Tracks. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a video about it. Word. But no, but credit you wasn't in our, in, in our community right. like that. Because I remember the first credit I had was Finger Hut. I, like, I didn't realize that, that credit being as accessible as, as it is right now is relatively, relatively new. new. Because relatively you got you to you yes. think, think about it, right? So what happens is, what happened was 
um, number one, in our community, they were there wasn't really credit. And they wanted to give it to us. Um, there, there yeah. was there was like um, yeah, yeah. Um, there was like merchandise, right? Payday so it's like Finger Hut, yeah. you know, East Bay. Like yes, you had to based buy on stuff, what you buy, right? Yeah. Based on what you buy, like you couldn't get credit and use it wherever you wanted. You had to you had to you had to like use a particular merchant or whatever. Mm, it may be. That's you know what I'm story, saying. Yeah. Was um, our community in a better position then? No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, if I if I were to no, sort of like wise. guess, I, don't know. I would say no because you got to think, right? And and I don't know if it's happening right now, but when I was coming up, um, everybody had bad credit, and they remember they they they, they would steal your the, they, their children's social security number mm. and and put credit in the children's name when credit so, came into our community, right? When credit came to our community. Mm. Like adults were were, oh, yeah, were, were putting credit happening. in the children's name, so by the time the child became eighteen, they had bad credit, and they was like, "Yo, what, what happened?" What happened? No. I know what a lot happened? of people that well, happened to. Yeah. So 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 to to wrap the conversation and, and, and turn it around, we are not saying that all credit is bad. Right. We're right. just saying that we want you to use common, common sense, sense and do, when do it diligence. comes to credit. When you're thinking that having cash is worse than having Credit, yep. when cash is king, you know what I'm saying? Credit is powerful. Yeah. But, like, I'll I, I love to have $2 million to be able to negotiate a good deal if something came through in cash. But let me let me tell you, let's talk about ways that when, when obviously, nobody's going to come up to you. We like to talk about this scenario, but I don't think anybody's going to really come up to you and say, hey, I'll give you $2 million cash or 850 credit score. Right. So that ain't really going to happen. So right. when a person needs to use credit and they yeah. want to build a business or buy the asset, let's talk about some, some safe and responsible ways to do that where you're not just being frivolous and just going out and just doing stupid stuff that you have no education on. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'll pass it on to you guys, right? Because, I, you know, I definitely know that a smart way that I would advise is exactly what Storm talks about if you take out a uh, credit card or a loan or some type of debt and you know that you're buying a property that's already cash flowing, mm -hmm. you could do the math prior to you even taking out the debt. Yep. You could know that at the, at, the, at the inception of this debt, I already know that this property is going to pay me X amount of money, and so I know how to, how to, you know, how to service that debt. You know, I know you, you know, you just talked about life insurance, taking out debt to do life insurance. I mean, for me, um, like even when I think about what Wait, I do and what I teach I didn't people. I say for, take out debt to do life insurance. I mean, you fix that up, right? Nah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, 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 but for me, like, you know, you know, helping people write books, right? You know, it does not cost that much to write the book and publish the book, but getting the education that can teach you how you can create 15 streams of income. If you're taking out that debt and then that debt creates that asset, which is the book, and that book creates, you know, the four E's, like I like to call it, the entry level product, the elastic level product, the examination level product, and the exclusive level product, mm -hmm. and then you use your, you know, that debt to create all of the assets that are necessary, and then you start using that, that's, that's an asset that you own forever. No recession, no no foreclosure. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. Uh, not you know. Uh, Think and Grow Rich was written 84 years ago and still is a number one bestseller. Napoleon Hill died in the 70s, and his family is still eating off of his book. And so, if you are using debt to purchase assets, and those assets are assets that are going to be cash flowing, then I say it's all good. Yeah, I I I, <clears throat> I totally agree. I believe in. Buying businesses, if, and, that, and that business happens to be real estate. If you want to buy an asset, buy 
buy within your best means an asset that's making money. Like the thought process that for me with real estate is try to get away from buying something where you see the returns in the future. Try to buy something that you know I'm buying it now. So the day I buy it, I'm going to sit at the closing table, sign and close on it. And I'm going to get prorated back the rent that they actually gave them. And I'm going to get the security deposits back. So think about that. If you're buying a property for $100,000, you need to give them, uh, let's say, $20,000. And now let's say they gave them security deposit. The rent may be $2,000 rent. So they got a security deposit of $2,000. They just collected the rent. You bought the property midway through the month. So now they owe you $2,000. Now they owe you another $1,000 prorated rent. So you're going to be leaving with $3,000 after you finish signing on that property. And guess what? At the end of the month, you bought it in the middle of the month. You got $3,000. So two weeks from there, that's the first of the month. You get ready to get $2,000 again. Like the rent starts immediately. What you're buying is a business. So get accustomed to buying businesses and not get accustomed to saying, oh, wait, after this is done, then I'm going to start making. This is not like the, the delayed gratification part of it doesn't need to exist in real estate. It's just the mindset and a myth that the only way to get a great return is by buying and investing and fixing something mm -hmm. when in actuality, it doesn't have to be that way with no CEO goes and buy a business and says, eight months from now, we're going to be profitable and I'm going to be able to pay y'all. That should not exist. So use yeah. your debt to buy cash producing uh, assets. Yeah. And, and, and before you buy the cash producing assets, Invest in the education yeah. of what to do first. Yeah. Like it's not just about the cash and, and, and focus. Be like understand that if you are going to create a side business, you don't have time to do three or four side businesses and have three or four multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. You need one thing that you're going to build on and become the expert on and leave behind everything else. If that thing is real estate, put your all into real estate. If it's churro, put your all into it, no matter what it is. Don't spread yourself too thin. When you chase two rabbits, you end up catching none, right. right? So put everything into it. And for those of you who have already great income and you already have a good business, don't get caught in, in sacrificing what could be what's already a great business for something that's not earning you much right. at all. Yep. So if you're going to do that, shout out to ML Billionaire. He, he, he said this thing, and this sure. stuck with me. He said especially if you're already making money. Don't use debt to buy another job. Mm. Use debt to employ people to have that job for you. Mm. So don't do anything. If, if you do anything that's taking up even more of your time, you're not buying freedom, you're buying a job. So what's the overall goal? So for me, I had to learn that the hard way. Instead of me, I had to drop the churro, drop a lot of the Airbnb. I still Airbnb this house that we shooting the podcast in. But outside of that, I dropped everything else. And now my whole focus is on what businesses can I find that's already operating, where the person is already doing something, and I can take that stream of income and hire an executive team where I'm not doing all of the work. And when I do invest in real estate, I'm not doing anything I have to be the manager on. I'm saying, how can I take this real estate? I'd rather say, Storm, you already running this. Run this for me. Here, here's some money. Let's do this. Or run... Uh, a multifamily unit where my job is just to either raise funds or just put the money in and I'm making passive money or I can just invest downright passively 
where I'm just getting a, a fixed rate of return. That 8% eight might not sound that exciting to you, but guess what? 8% is great. 8% is better than the bank. I'll take that 8% any day if it doesn't distract me against my business yes, that I sir. can 10x. Thanks. Facts. 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 Yeah. And then also take out credit to buy life insurance. All right. So he wanted me to correct that. He already said that. Don't do actually there was a there was a thing. I get that question all the time that people were saying, should I take out debt to get to get my life insurance? I was like, look, if I gave you that advice, I won't be offering you life insurance. Mm, yeah. I would be suspended and taken away so quickly for doing Facts. that. The insurance commissions would take me away because think about what you're doing. If you buy if you use debt to get life insurance. And, and, and you're not even borrowing from the life insurance and doing what you need to do. Number one, when you buy life insurance, it's a long-term play. Your cash value is not going to be the exact same of the money that you put into it. So you got to pay back interest on the credit card. You're going to lose 20 to 25% of the value of the cash value right away. That makes absolutely no sense. And you can't borrow from it right away, but you still got to pay back the loan. Don't use debt to buy the life insurance. Use debt to buy an asset that's already producing. Use your life insurance to borrow against debt to buy an asset that's already producing. Debt should not buy life insurance. The only time I would use debt is if I'm buying an asset or something with the debt, mm -hmm. then using the life insurance to pay off the debt. Mm. It's a big difference. I'm using the life insurance to pay off the debt because the life insurance is going to keep growing, and then the debt goes away. Mm. Instead of me saying I'm using the debt to buy life insurance. You see what I'm saying? Now I'm in a bad position. So please don't do that. So please what's the play you running with your, before we tune out, what's the play you running with your Lamborghini? Um, with the Lamborghini, the play that I'm running is selling it. <laughs> like, like, look, you all, I am doing great from a cash flow position, right? But I can't get up here and preach something to you that I'm not doing myself. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun in the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini was it got me a whole lot of opportunities. I made a lot of money with coaching programs. It was great when I was thinking lifestyle. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I found that I find that just because I'm doing it and a lot of people are influenced by me and they're going out doing the same thing. And I realized that I was influencing people to go the mm. wrong way. So I realized that what I'm really is, I'm trying to, I want to really influence people to be fiscally responsible enough to, to minimize their bad debt increase their cash flow so that their assets can go out and buy the Lamborghini. And when they're seeing the Lamborghini, they're thinking about quick money so they can get the Lamborghini instead of thinking about being fiscally responsible enough to eliminate the debt and get in a better position. So I'm going to lead by example. Yeah. I'm going to sell the Lamborghini. Mm. And what I'm going to do, and I'm going to take you all throughout this through my social media journey, Marvin Mitchell official, and through the podcast, I'm going to show you after I sell the Lamborghini how I'm going to make the payment plus double. So I want to make $8,000 of passive cash flow. Then I'm going to go out with the $8,000. And if I choose to at that time, I'm going to show you and document the process. Then I'm going to go out and buy the Lamborghini again, the newer edition of the Lamborghini, and show you the access cash flow that I have. Because somebody has to show you how it's actually done. Absolutely. And I got to show people that, look, you don't need to be the person that just keeps up with the Joneses, yeah. right? Just because somebody else got this doesn't mean you got this. People think it's going to be a big downgrade. Oh, my God, he's going to sell a Lamborghini. He must be struggling. Not necessarily. Not, the with, a Rolls, not with a Rolls Royce Cullinan in the driveway. Man, don't be mentioning that. I ain't <laughs> oh, I say I was selling that, oh, bro. Tax man but, listening. But, <laughs> but no, I got, I, got to show you, I got to show you that some people are holding on 
to luxury that they're not ready for yet and they don't need right now. And they absolutely should sell it. But you know what's keeping you from selling what you don't need and putting yourself into a better position? Your ego. Nice. Your ego will right. keep you broke. Your mm. ego will keep you struggling. I see people who are struggling to live by month to month. They're struggling to live by day to day. But they're afraid to because they're hanging on to something that's in their mm -hmm. head. This, this asset, this luxury, this toy is making them feel good. But their family is struggling. They're stressed out. Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're scared of bill collectors and all of this stuff because they're hanging on to something they don't need. Mm -hmm. Be okay to let something go. Let go. Be okay let to decrease so that later on you can increase. Facts. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You are the Jones. Let's go. Go. Gyms. That sound like a gym, but yeah, you go first. I don't know, but didn't Marvin sound like a gym, yeah, right? Like there a was gym. a gym, right? Like, yeah, gym of the day. <laughs> gym of the day, yo. Look, uh, listen, the gym of the day is this. Um, what they say, opinions are like are like a-holes, everybody has them. Yep. Yo, everybody on social media is an expert. Everybody is a guru. Facts. Everybody <laughs> knows a, a play. Everybody knows what to do. Everybody knows how to be rich. Do your due diligence. There is no way you could tell who knows and who doesn't know based on what you see, based on who has the, the best uh, edited, edited videos, the best reels, the best viral. No, stop taking advice from social media. Do your due diligence. If somebody says something that sounds extravagant, that sounds great, that sounds like you could pull it off, Find somebody who has actually done it. Research. Find a mentor. Join a program. Make sure you're not running outdated plays. Make sure you're not putting yourself in a bind by listening to somebody who does not have a fiduciary responsibility, right? When you think about, like, think about this, right? I just said wrong information on this show about using credit to buy life insurance. As a licensed representative who's a food fiduciary, which means that he has to tell you the truth. He said, no, that's wrong, right? He didn't care that he was making me look crazy on the show. He said, look, I have a, I have a fiduciary right to correct this because I have taken a vow. So make sure you're, 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 you're connecting with the people who, have a, who, 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 who can be held accountable. Who, who, My gems. He's a who the who the do that. Uh, mine is, <clears throat> as a prime example, leading with this debt. I've been selling a bunch of my assets, alleviating the debt of several buildings. Those who don't know my background, I bought over 40 properties, most of them I've never seen. And I've been selling a lot of them. The reason why, I've been getting rid of that debt because now I'm purchasing something different to acquire a different type of debt, uh, an apartment building debt. Now I understand more of let me leverage this way to do that way because I'm like Marvin said, we give people examples on what to do. So I, the only way for me to give a true example of me growing my audience from being people who've been buying single family duplexes, quads to eight units to nine units. Ten, like if I want to expand them to apartment buildings, I have to expand myself. I can't take them somewhere that I'm not willing to go. So that's where I've went, that's why I'm going down, that's the space that I'm in, buying apartment buildings. But it's alleviating some type of debt to create a better form of debt, but it's doing it responsibly. That's my gym for the day, be responsible with your debt and yeah. understand, with credit comes debt.
Let's go. My gem of the day is that I'm totally shifting, um, shifting the focus right now because I'm seeing too many people who are trying to run all of these credit plays and these debt plays, and they don't know how to run their own budget, mm. right? And, and we got to show people how you can become debt-free from mm. bad debt within nine years, including your mortgage if that's bad debt, mm. without sacrificing your lifestyle, without necessarily make, uh, making you live like a hermit, right? We got to show you this because if you learn how to budget you're responsible with what you have, responsible with little, then you're going to get blessed with more. Then you're going to be able, responsible enough to go out and use that debt to go out and make purchases for some of these particular things. Because your, your mindset is going to be more focused where you're going to be focused on budgeting and getting your information correctly. So when you're ready to do this, you all, you got to listen out. You got we, we ready to take you to a whole nother level. WealthCreationCall.com. That's my gem of the day. Let us show you how to actually build wealth and eliminate debt at the same time. Let's go, y'all. So now, another awesome episode of the Path to Prosperity Show, where we help you make, manage, and multiply your money. Make sure you subscribe to us. Go to the thepathtoprosperityshow.com. Subscribe on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe, you like, you you rate, you review, and you also do what? Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll see you next time on every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, always, always seek knowledge. knowledge. Let's go. Peace. Peace.